1: Broadcasting live from the ESPN 690 and and Levine Studios.
0: This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane.
1: You know, they've done it once this year, and I don't believe it was a fluke, Is the Raiders. You know, I think the Raiders, I think they're the best team in football that we're not talking enough about. And you talked about the shootout, it's a really good point. If you were to go back and recall that game, it was bombs away. That's how they beat the Chiefs. It was like big play after big play after big play.
0: That was Dan Orlovsky. From ESPN, breaking down the game. Brett Martin to Austin Lane. Coos back here on a Tuesday. Jason Fitz scheduled to join us here in just a little bit. He'll do that. How about some big news out of the SEC now? There have been three games canceled. The Mm. SEC has been hit hard by COVID this week. Alabama at LSU. Texas A&M at Tennessee are postponed. And I swear I just saw another one uh lsu alabama texas a&m and tennessee and i think there's a third game so uh we will we'll get you the latest on that uh if i see that really did happen that's some good breaking news huh i thought there was a third game hard hitting but uh but anyway that's going to throw the schedule keep in mind the sec had built that that one weekend yeah before the Championship game. Well, LSU and Florida already playing on that week. Well, yeah. Now Alabama loses a game there. We're going to get down to win percentages most likely. Yeah. And to be honest with you, the SEC is over. Like, in my opinion, Alabama and Florida are going to play in Atlanta. Do you think this
2: is why we're seeing kind of an increase now of COVID-19? That and the Halloween parties? Those college Halloween parties? They'll get you.
0: Listen, there's an increase. It seems like all Because you don't over. talk about. I, I think. I, I don't know how much that has to do with... The temperature's changing. I don't know how much of that has to do with people are, have become more lax with mm-hmm. it or had become more lax with it. It's like, all right, I'm done with this. It's been long enough. Yeah. You know, just n- natural human instinct, uh, even though you think you're trying to avoid it, you might not be. And then obviously they've been on college and colleges or college kids are probably you boost that times ten. Like, hey, I did my part for two weeks, but it's time to go party, man. Well, I mean, hey, and I'll
2: say it again: college Halloween parties—they're a real thing. Now, I know you—I think you got married your freshman year of college, so you you don't know (laughs) what I'm talking about, and that's and that's okay. But I'm just saying, college Halloween parties, man, could be the death
0: of SEC. Best college Halloween party town uh, might be. Careful, Athens. Okay, not Georgia, Ohio. Greece. Oh, Athens, Ohio, Ohio University. Uh, Halloween party um, is supposed to be legendary. Really? I didn't experience it. Now, but you, a yeah. lot of people, uh, I'm just telling you, a lot of people would go yeah. from Ashland, which is about three and a half hours, they would go for that weekend down to Athens. Yep. And apparently it's a legendary. And except you were eating Domino's pizza. Yeah, man. Hanging out with the wifey. Uh, yeah, we were married by then. Not no, good. Not really. Let's bring in uh, Jason Fitz from ESPN Radio right now. Uh, legendary Halloween
1: party, where would you stop? Uh, well, let's just start here with the concept that the legendary Halloween party is in Athens, Ohio. Like, yeah. I'll, I'll say this. Years ago, I was on tour with a buddy of mine that was from the middle of nowhere, LSU, or Louisiana, I should say. Big LSU fan. And when we were touring, he always said that there was no place better in the entire world than LSU. I would always say to him, <laughs> hey, man, just curious, how much of the world outside of Louisiana have you seen? <laughs> to which his answer was, none. I don't need to. I know how great <laughs> Louisiana is. And I'm like, that's fine. And then we went on tour together. And I'm not kidding. Like a year and a half later, he calls me and he's like, "Hey, man, just FYI, I just moved to Manhattan." And like, you know, all it, it just it just took getting a little perspective, you know. So I'm sure that Athens, Ohio has a great Halloween party. But the best, I mean, that's that's a it's hard to out party the SEC. So it would be hard for me to think that Georgia wouldn't have a much, let's say, much uh, I mean, bigger and and, frankly, prettier party. I'm just saying. It, it, Thank it, it you would very be
2: much, Jason, man. I mean, I try to break it to you, bro. I want to let you have your moment in the sun. But am just we're telling the SEC schools? We got Big Ten schools. You're talking about a JUCO school? Have a JUCO party? Oh, come oh, on, Ohio man. Ohio University.
0: By the oh, way, man. Ohio University, beautiful campus, too. Looks like four. an Ivy League school. Okay. Really does. Yeah. But I'm telling you, it's well, I should say this, guys. It was legendary 20 years ago when oh, I was yeah. in college. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what I, that guys, a lot has changed. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Probably since then. Jason Fitz, what's happening, man? You've seen all these cancellations around the SEC. Um, is that just another week uh, that they have to deal with it, or do you think this could be a major problem down the road?
1: Uh, it's going to be a major problem. Uh, and, but at some point, the hardest part about all this is really what it means for the college football playoff committee, right? Because – LSU not having to play Bama, like, they're probably actually sending flowers right now. And Tennessee, the wheels have come off for that school completely this season. Like, I think they're sending a nice cookie bouquet saying thanks for not kicking our butt. So, you know, I wonder how much different the fight would be, frankly, if these were playoff implication games. But across the landscape, as we see cancellations continue, it's only going to make it tougher and tougher. Because remember that while certain conferences, the Big Ten Big One, it told you you have to play a certain number of games to qualify for the conference championship. We still really haven't heard from the playoff committee on what their expectations going to be. So that's where this becomes difficult for the Alabama's of the year like as great as they are, they still got to get games played to make sure that they stay in that conversation.
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be fascinating. There we also know this though. Uh, Alabama and Florida are on a collision course to Atlanta and the SEC championship game. We saw Florida look really good offensively, especially in the first half here against Georgia and Jacksonville. Alabama did something similar in the second half against uh, Georgia. I've been asking this question, and I don't think the folks here in the southeast, Jason, want to admit it. Because Alabama's been so, so good. But I honestly don't see a lot of separation between Florida and Alabama's offense right now.
1: Oh, not at all. Not. I mean, this year, yeah. I mean, because there's nobody more uncoverable, presuming he can get back and and be normal. I mean, but but Pitts is just, who stops him? On any defense, who stops him? And Trask, I I mean, the command of the offense this year for Kyle Trask has been really just astounding to watch. The difference in him, his confidence, and the difference in the throws he's making. I mean, I expected Florida-Georgia was going to be a close game because at least in some concept it was strength on strength only to be reminded suddenly that I overestimated yet again Georgia, their coaching, and their, their strengths defensively. So I got nothing but incredible respect at this point for the Gators and what they're doing. And uh, remember that there's been a couple of times this year that Alabama's defenses look suspect, which has been sh- shocking to so many people. But we got to stop just presuming that the brand of Alabama is brand better than the brand of Florida, because this year I think that, that would be a heck of a game.
2: Jason, you know, obviously I grew up in Wisconsin. I am a Big Ten guy. Um, and when I got down here to Jacksonville, I got the SEC shoved down my throat. Now, maybe for good reason. One could argue the SEC has always been the best conference, yada, yada, yada. Throw the statistics at me and most draft picks, national championships, all this stuff. But now we find ourselves with the ACC, and I'm kind of counting Notre Dame here because they're part of the ACC this year, Clemson, Notre Dame, Miami. And you have the SEC with, obviously, Alabama. You got Florida like a Texas A&M too you can throw in there is this the year that the ACC overtakes the SEC of football dominance
1: well this is the year that they get two teams in the playoffs and that the SEC is not going to be able to say that in my mind like a- A&M has the one thing the committee is never going to accept which is a butt whooping like you can't get killed and still make the the playoff and they got killed by Alabama so what was that 42-24 I think so like that that that's out A&M's out of the playoff conversation. At the end of the day, Notre Dame won an incredibly close game where Clemson didn't have their starting quarterback and several starters on the defensive side of the ball. So as long as the ACC championship is a good game, when Clemson wins that, I think they will, all of a sudden both of those teams are in the playoff. I mean, the, it, it's clear right now that there's not a lot of great football teams, and I think it's it's time for the SEC and, and the fans in the SEC to sort of take a, a little bit of a step back and just be quiet for a second because <laughs> there are bad teams in the SEC this year, and we're just – we're sleeping on it. I mean, there are bad teams in the Big Ten. There are bad teams in the SEC. There are bad teams in the Big 12. So I think any conference coming out and claiming dominance in a year where a lot of the footballs just look like hot garbage is just difficult for me. Wisconsin is the team I feel the, bad, the worst for because – They have a legit shot at the playoffs. If they could actually get football games played, none of us believe that's going to happen.
0: Yeah, we want to see that quarterback play again as well. We're going to talk quarterbacks in just a moment. But uh, this in from Adam Schefter from ESPN. The owners have voted on another playoff team added in the NFL if games are canceled. So Hmm. already this year, the playoffs have been increased from six to seven teams in each league, each conference, and now could go to an eighth if necessary because games are canceled. Smart move. You like the move. Obviously, the owners did, Jason.
1: Yeah, I don't love the move, frankly. I mean, I get it. Like, financially, they want to add that playoff game, and that would be a big deal. You know, I don't love the move for two reasons. One, you're going to have a bad team in the playoffs. That that That's a given. But I think what people are forgetting about in the playoffs is that if you make the playoffs, your draft slotting starts differently. So, they, you know, all the teams that don't make the playoffs go one through whatever. I can't do quick math. One through 16 at this point and then the remaining teams in the playoffs will go 16 to 32. So you got to remember if you're an Eagles fan and you make the playoffs but you go 6-9 and 1, well you're going to draft after somebody that had a a better record than you did. So it's going to change the draft slotting. So as much as I, I love the thought of going to the playoffs for a lot of these teams, at the same time it hurts your ability to build next year and I don't believe most of these teams that are going to cram in at the 8 seed really have a shot at winning at all. So for what? For one extra Sunday where you can get your heart broken? I, that, that, to me, feels a, a little short-sighted by fans. Jason, you got to stop lying on the
2: people, man, because that's, that's a better chance for your L, L your Las Vegas Raiders to get in the playoffs, man. You should be celebrating this right now.
1: Look, the Raiders are going to go to the playoffs, <laughs> even if it was even if there were only six teams the Raiders were headed. That's part of why I don't like it either. Like, this is the one time the Raiders got a real shot at just a firm playoff spot. Now you want to open it up? Don't, don't sleep, boys, on the fact that the Raiders, who are 5-3, and three, they got two games against the Broncos. Vegas will consider them the favorite. They get the Chargers again. Vegas will consider them the favorite. They get the Falcons and the Jets. Vegas will consider them a favorite. That's five more wins on the schedule. I can get them to 10 wins without even have to pucker up. So I'm feeling oh, good wow. about overconfident. Well, one, hey, one,
2: one Donald Parham drop, man. Now he's feeling really good. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Oh, was amazing. it a drop one or was, was it a great to play
1: by a third string corner? Come <laughs> on. A, a third play. string corner, stepping up. Hey, it was, it was a really
0: good play. Jason Fitz with us, and in honor of him, I've got the biggest box of cheese it's ever. Tell Mike Goloff Jr. as well. It's ridiculous. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the toasty ones the yeah. extra toasty ones mm. uh they are yeah jason Fitz uh with us on actions Sports Jacks on espn 690 catch him with spain and Fitz seven o'clock to nine o'clock on espn radio all across the country as well all right man you know the talk around here right i mean the jets man they blew it for us last <laughs> night they just absolutely <laughs> blew it uh but jags are sitting in the two hole how good do you think fields is and do you think the gap will close by the time we get to the draft with the Lawrence talk, even though Lawrence is going to be no doubt the number one guy. And I'll throw one more wrinkle in there because he was a fun watch this past weekend. And that's Zach Wilson. Uh, do you have any thoughts about him just in case the maybe the Jags are thinking outside the box or slide out of that number two hole?
1: I love that you mentioned Zach Wilson. Let's start there. In fact, everybody's talking about the, the stat that uh, Justin Fields had as many touchdown passes as incompletions going into last Saturday's game. Zach Wilson could say the same thing. And I hosted a championship drive on ESPN on Sunday where I got the chance to talk to Tom Luganbill. That's such a great recruiting person for us and such a great analyst and EJ Manuel, obviously a former quarterback. They spent the entire pre-show meeting talking about the fact that we're not talking about Zach Wilson enough. His ability to adjust his arm and make off schedule throws is something that EJ was blown away with. Everybody seems to think he's going to find himself near the top of the draft by the end of this, by the end of this all when we go through the process, the analysts will try and make it interesting because it's more fun that way. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> is clearly the first pick in the draft. Uh, there is no doubt to me about that. Trevor Lawrence has the opportunity to be John Elway good, right? So you take him first. Justin Fields in, in any other year would clearly be a number one pick overall. So I think mean, if you get Justin Fields or you get Trevor Lawrence and you tell me that that's who you're going to bank on for the next several years, I feel as good as you can feel about a quarterback coming out. Outside of that, Zach Wilson is a very good option. And if Zach starts to get more love, don't sleep on the possibility of trading down, getting a bounty for it, because somebody will be in love with Justin Fields and seeing if you can get your guy a little bit lower, but get yourself more equity so that you can build more around the team. Mm, interesting scenario there.
0: Jason, we got one final thing for you.
2: Usually I'd have a game for you, but actually I need some life advice. Uh, I'm hoping you can oblige me here. So obviously I've been covering the Jaguars now for two years, right? And I'm a former player. And I'm kind of biased in how I feel about this team, quote unquote, tanking. I have a co-host sitting next to me right now who is rooting for the New York Jets to win their games, and oh, I'm sorry, to, to lose their games, and I, I'm sorry, yeah, to win their games, and the Jaguars, uh, you know, to lose their games as well. And that's hard for me to do. And I can't co-sign on that because I don't have a loser's mentality. Mama didn't raise no loser, Jason. My question to you is, how should I deal with this? Like, should I just go with the status quo? Should I go with the majority and say, all right, Jaguars, hopefully you guys lose your games. Um, you know, Jets, hopefully you guys win games. Or do I stick to my guns and stay true to who I am?
1: You stick to your guns all day, every day. And, you know, I remember Derek Carr's rookie year when he started 0 and ten and finally got the win, they gave him his first win and, and gave the Raiders their first win. I celebrated that, and so many people said, no, that's not the right approach. So look, bad teams are bad because they draft poorly, more often than not. So, first and foremost, as much as everybody wants to presume that Trevor Lawrence will come out and be the next great thing, people presume the same thing about Jameis Winston, people presume the same thing about Marcus Mariota in that draft, at two overall, look at the love that Baker Mayfield got that now all of a sudden is gone. Like, young quarterbacks, are fleeting and everybody falls in love with them. And I do believe Trevor Lawrence has the opportunity to be spectacular. I'll take nothing away from that, but there's nothing better than watching your favorite team win. And I don't care how bad your team is. Seeing a win is an amazing thing. And what we all think is that, Oh, if we lose these games next year's going to be different. There's no assurance of that. And if you stop watching games on Sunday, wanting a win, then what are you doing? In my mind, as, as, Remember, I've seen one winning season since 2002 as a Raiders fan. Mm. I've seen one winning season. And when you put that into perspective, I will take a win any Sunday and every Sunday that I can get it because that makes my heart feel good. And the minute that stops, there's no point in being a fan anymore.
0: Oh, Brent. Audible Mm. chicken noodle soup for the soul. Sounds, Jason, I fa- thank you, man. Sounds like a guy who has John Gruden, Mike Mayock doing good things, Derek Carr playing good football, and the Raiders winning games. You know what, man? That's, that's, what, right, it, that's, that's what, what I need like. to hear
2: today. That's what I need to hear from Jason Fitz. He's in my corner. I appreciate that. All right, Fitz. Woo!
1: And besides, you're a lot bigger than I am. I learned a long time ago not to fight with guys like you. <laughs> Jason Fitz, have a good night, man. Thanks for joining
0: us. We'll uh, We'll be listening to later tonight. You're the best, guys. Have a great week. All right. That's Jason Fitz, 7 to 9, Spain and Fitz, ESPN ah. Radio all across the country. Um, it's the weight off my shoulders right now? Here's the thing, okay? I feel good. What's up? You know, QBs are a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. 50-50 at best. I don't even know if it's that. But if you look at the last couple years now, and you do look at Kylo Murray, and you look at uh, Tua, and you look at Joe Burrow, and who else we have? I mean Mayfield's an interesting one still uh-huh. out there, right? I, I think that's fair. And you have some other like Daniel Jones. Eh uh, no no, right? Doesn't look good. He probably if you had a chance, you might do something else there. Dwayne Haskins isn't working out. Yep. Uh we have um what's his name has been in Arizona and Miami, Rosen, Rosen right? Yep. Guys didn't work out. Drew Locke, I think the story's still yet to be completely written, but I'm not sure the arrow's up enough to feel great about. Mm-hmm. I just it's interesting that the last couple of years you have number one draft picks that have, are playing well because mm-hmm. that's that's a crapshoot position. Like it Just because you were drafted number one doesn't mean you're going to be good. Yeah. Well, now all of a sudden it kind of feels like, yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Like We're not missing. Mm-hmm. GMs aren't missing. Quarterbacks are better. Quarterbacks are ready to go. That's what it feels like. And I think maybe that's shading the actual truth, but it feels like that because Burrow looks the part. It feels like that because Kyla Murray looks the part. It feels like that because... Even though nobody wanted to gamble, people wondered if a guy like Lamar Jackson should be worthy of the number one pick because he was so talented and athletic. Mm -hmm. Uh, Now you have Tua, who's a fifth overall guy, and we'll see where that goes. Way too early. So the interesting part is, are we getting it right more? Where this used to be if you'd go back and you'd be like, I'm going to get myself a franchise QB. Well, you knew that once you got past the top five, top ten picks, you were kind of rolling the dice. But even then... If you were picking number one or two or even three where Bortles was, you're still rolling the dice. Yeah, I just feel like maybe we're not rolling the dice as much anymore. Like I feel like Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields might not be Peyton Manning and Tom Brady, mm-hmm. but they're also not going to be Ryan Leaf and name your other bust, uh, uh, Jamarcus Russell. Yeah, Russell. Yeah. yeah, Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, so they're not going to be those guys. I just feel like they're guaranteed they're not going to be those guys. The players are too good now. The mm-hmm. game has changed to, to help them out mm-hmm. because it's an easier transition from college to the NFL. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So like, that's why now, if you get me to Zach Wilson range, you get me to Trey Lance range and the question starts coming in a little bit more. Well, I do think that's more of a roll of the dice. I just don't know if it's even a roll of the dice right now. I, I will get, I, I'm not going to guarantee, you, but I will feel really good about the direction of this franchise if they got Lawrence or Fields, because I think those guys are going to be at least pretty good. Yeah. I just don't know if they're going to be great.
2: No, I, I, I hear you, man. Um, time will tell, but also I'm a man of what hind- history indicates. And if the Jaguars are to pick number one overall, and you want to go back in time, and I'm not talking about quarterbacks, I'm talking about the number one overall pick since 1998. Do you know how many teams have had the number one overall pick have won a Super Bowl?
0: Yeah, you you told uh, Peyton no, Manning,
2: right? but I'm saying as number one overall, over number one pick doesn't matter oh, if it's a quarterback, not just quarterbacks. Yeah, any position. It's the number one overall pick. Uh, one, two, Peyton Manning and the Kansas City Chiefs. the Eric Fisher. Now the Chiefs were kind of a cheat code because they had what seven uh Pro Bowlers, yeah, yeah. eight All Pros in that team. Good one. Yeah, but since 1998, only two teams have won a Super Bowl with the number one pick. Interesting. Uh, how about number two picks? <laughs> I don't know, man. Hey, I only had so much time in my day. I had to change tires today. <laughs> yes, you did. So come on. Uh, uh, and also I had to edit that video for the Skechers thing.
0: Yeah, did you ever watch good. it? Yeah, I ended, yeah, I did. yeah I did. It, it was a very good. nice shot. I tried. Feels yeah. good work. I'm learning. You're pretty good. You could do anything ed- down in TV. Really? Yeah, you're pretty good at that. Cut the trick. Just do Let's do go right off your phone. Let's get it. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. I, play, I finished second, right? I lost in the championship
1: to you. Austin Lane.
2: I, hey, you know what? You didn't win, okay? That's I did, all that matters. I didn't win.
1: Don't, don't worry about what you did last year. You no, didn't win. Okay? I didn't win, and did I? I auto-drafted. <laughs> That's
0: right. Action Sports jacks on ESPN 690.
1: We wanted to play the season as scheduled, but the reality is the circumstances around the virus always presented a challenge and the potential for disruption. We just have to manage through that and we'll work with our our universities, our athletics programs to do so. We don't have an infinite amount of time and that's where the pressure over these last four or five weeks starts to mount. So the adjustments may be a little bit different than we contemplated six weeks ago, but still our focus is on trying to play as much of the football uh, schedule as possible and then we're going to deal with this dis- disruption as it occurs and make adjustments and maintain the spirit of cooperation, collaboration, and flexibility we've had today.
2: SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey and No Kuzin tell me who that was. I guessed that one. I'm just kidding. He told me. But I still got the point because Brent wasn't in here. <clears throat> Listen, in terms of game shutting down right now, it could be the trending topic for the next couple weeks or so. It begs the question, if you're the Pac 12, if you're the Big 10, where do you go from here? Because you already have a shortened season. So then if you try to, you know, go all systems go here, I mean, the goal right now for the, for the, for the Pac 12 and the Big 10 should be to try to get your team, obviously, in a college football playoff berth. And Ohio State from the Big Ten is probably the only team that's going to be able to do that. Now the Pac-12, that's cut kind of up in there still because we don't really have a good idea of who's going to emerge from you know that possibility, if there even is one. You know, maybe it'll be like the Big 12, and they'll all kind of eat each other, if you will. Ohio State seems to be the lock right now, but you still have to make sure they get enough wins to do that. And right now, with everything going on with those Halloween parties, with those pumpkin spice parties coming up, it begs the question: Will we make it
0: through a full season, Brent? Yeah, I still think – I believe the same thing that I've believed for a long time when it comes to sports and COVID-19. I think if you start, you'll finish because the pot of gold is uh, at the end of the season, right? That's mm-hmm. where all the dollars are. Mm-hmm. And so I think we will get there, and uh, it will happen. I mean, you know, I'm sure there are circumstances that maybe it won't. But if I'm a betting man, I've seen everything that started up so far finish, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. I've seen – heck I've seen Justin Turner have it and taken out of a World Series game in game six mm-hmm. and still finish no. and they made sure that finished so everything we have in front of us all the all the evidence is that we'll finish we'll find a way to finish and now what do you maybe have to postpone? would you push back? I mean the NFL just came up with a contingency plan just like that today mm-hmm. so I think uh, I think I think we'll get there. I think we will. But this is an interesting one in terms of the puzzle pieces coming together. See, I think when the ACC – I I will be honest with you. I get confused at all the starting points of this college football season. All I remember is really the ACC when they had come out initially and they said, hey, we're going one division we're taking the top two teams, and we're doing it by winning percentage because we don't know if everybody will play. Mm-hmm. Well, then the SEC came out with their schedule and whatever they said, and then the Big 12, and then obviously the Big 10 starts late, the Pac-12 starts late. And so, like, where everybody else is in there, I, I'm i assuming they're probably very similar, yeah. but I'm just not completely sure. Uh, but I think the ACC had it right. It's like you got to play a minimum amount of games, but it's going to come down to winning percentage. And – Right now, that still is obviously Clemson and Notre Dame. Miami's in the mix, but I I don't know how their winning percentage would match up if it's because of the head-to-head stuff. If it obviously is the same, then the head-to-head would go to Clemson because they beat Miami.
2: So we'll see. We talk about winning percentage, though. What is the – let's say like you're a committee member right now, right, and you're looking at the Pac-12, the Big Ten. What's the least amount of games played – that you'll let an Ohio State or like an Oregon or whoever from the Pac-12 get in. Six. Six.
0: That's the magic number. Why did I just throw that number out? I don't really know, but I think that's a good enough sample to, to let me know how good a team is. And probably in a six-game stretch, you've probably played somebody else that's pretty decent. And is that counting the championship game, too, or not? No, nah, I don't. Um, so six well, in a championship game or five in a championship game? I would say five in a championship okay. game would be fine by me. I okay. feel like I need a half a dozen games to let you in my Final Four. Okay, I think some, that just seems right to me. I mean, that's still half the amount of games they usually would play. So I I think that's fair enough. Um, to get in there. Hey, uh, let's uh, talk some Jags right now. Uh, Joined uh, by Josh Allen, Jaguars pass rusher, here on a Tuesday. Uh, Joins us every couple of weeks. What's happening, man? How you doing? Hey, what's
3: up? What's up? Just got out of a meeting, so... uh, You know, I'm ready for for
0: the interview. I mean, I'm ready for this. (laughs) Well, good, (laughs) man. You better be ready, because we're coming at you hard. I'm just kidding. We'll have some fun with you. But, hey, what what are... uh, I, I think people are interested in this stuff. See, Austin played the game, so he knows... Uh, what what happens in meetings and all that w- like what's today's meeting for you
3: uh so today we just went over the game for, I mean we just went over we just watched the tape of the game uh you know we just talked about you know things we could have done better things we did really good and uh how to improve to next week and then uh, later tonight we're going to have the team meeting for
0: green bay this week so that makes sense so, yeah we start uh Josh Allen with us here on Action Sports Jackson on ESPN 690. Listen, I don't know how to say this. I know you're in the wins and losses business. I I get it. Um but I thought you guys played pretty well on Sunday. And and you still didn't win. I I you seem like you cleaned up some things. Offensively, I could point out some things. I thought you showed some different looks on on Sunday on defense. You held Houston to seven points, but you're still not able to win. I don't what does that say to you? What what is how much does that frustrate you when you look at that tape and you're like, you know what, we did a lot of good things, but we still weren't able to pull out the win? I mean, you
3: know, when you play the game, it comes down to just one or two plays in the game that defines it. Uh, so we can be playing lights out football, but then they'll have two explosive plays, and then that can be the, you know, the game. Uh, so you know, they just had a, you know, they had a couple of explosive plays that really defined the game for them. But stopping the run, I think we did extremely well with Deshaun, you know, including – by excluding uh, Deshaun Watson, just scramble out the pocket yards. But I feel, like, so I feel like we stopped the run really well. And I feel like our D V did a heck of a job covering this week. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a little frustrating. But, you know, that week's over. Uh, we can only live and uh, just react to what we did last week. And now we can move on to this week and just things that we can improve uh, to win next week. So, I mean, this week. So, we're excited the t- about this.
2: Well, here's the thing, Josh, I cannot let you move on until you tell me about, I'm going to call it the psycho package, because that's what it was called when I was playing, but we, we saw uh, kind of like a new blitz um, thing you guys were bring to the table a little bit in terms of guys standing up, guys causing confusion on the defensive line, was that kind of a newer look that you guys were featuring in that game, or could we see more of that um, for the rest of the season?
3: Uh, I mean, I love that package, uh, that was a package that, you know what I'm saying, that we just started, and... I uh, felt like it was really effective for us. Uh, we had a lot of plays on that, on, on those particular plays, but I really like that. Hopefully, we'll continue to uh, go and maybe add some more plays to that. Uh, but I'm excited about that package. Uh, I don't know. It's not real. We don't even really have a name for that, for real. <laughs> you know? so, uh, but I'm excited about that. Hopefully, we can continue to get on that and maybe get some more plays about that. But, but we had a lot of good pressures on that, and uh, hopefully, we'll get some more.
2: Josh, uh, how different is it? So, obviously, Deshaun Watson's a very mobile quarterback. You're taking on Aaron Rodgers, yeah. who's, you know, he he's he slowed down a little bit, but he's still very mobile, can beat you with his feet as well, and can really extend the plays. How does that change up your guys' pass rushing game plan? Uh, even you as a pass rusher, kind of keep the guys in the pocket a little bit and kind of mind your P's and Q's. Do you kind of approach that completely different with an Aaron Rodgers or Deshaun Watson?
3: Uh, I mean, no. I mean, no. We still got to do our job and stay in our rush lanes and, you know, and it's not even just when we rush forwards on blitzes and and just play action passes, just be able just to stay in our gaps and uh, and just rush from there. I feel like uh, if we do that, I feel like, you know, we can get to any quarterback. We did last week, he just you know, Deshaun Watson is just a real different guy. And uh, he made a lot of plays uh, on his feet uh, and breaking a lot of tackles. So you know, not a, a lot of quarterbacks are like that. So that's, that's a good thing for us. But, uh, you know, we just got to stay in our rush lanes and continue to finish on top of the quarterback.
0: Josh Allen, Jacksonville Jaguars, pass rusher with us here at Action Sports Jackson, on ESPN 690. Hey, by the way, they used to call it Psycho Package. We got to come up with something, man. I was talking to you last week about the brand. This could be part of the brand. Let's come up with something.
3: <laughs> I know. Y'all got to gotta help me out. You got to help
0: me out. We'll we'll do that. We'll we'll kind of think of something. That's why I'm making the big you bucks. Know, because I've I I heard got the you. NASCAR package before. Yeah, I've heard yeah. the Lightning package before. I've heard Cycle package before. We'll have yeah, yeah. to come up with something. Okay. Good. Uh, hey, how do you get? Uh, you're a young guy, so maybe you don't think like this. And and I know you're not in awe of anyone. You you've got supreme talent, and you're a competitor, and you, you try not to give too much respect at times, although just enough. But you're playing at Lambeau Field on Sunday. You're playing against Aaron Rodgers, probably someone you've been watching since maybe you were like 11, 12 years old. Uh, Do you take a moment at all uh, Sunday when you arrive at Lambeau, look around, appreciate, maybe pinch yourself and say, you know, this is part of making it. This is part of all the work that I've put in. This is part of being in the NFL. You get to play in this stadium against that guy that I've been watching since I was a kid.
3: I mean, yeah, it's definitely going to be a humbling experience. Uh, you know, you, if, if I'm a fan of the game, and I always have been, and that's why I play football now. And uh, just to see how many memorable games, memorable games they had at that stadium with that quarterback, uh, and now I get to be there and, and compete against that team in that stadium against that quarterback is definitely going to be a surreal moment. Uh, but, you know, after the first play, or after I run out there, Then it's going to be locked and loaded until after the game, and then I get to chop it up with them. But, you know, it's definitely going to be crazy. I'm excited. And uh, it's going to suck because I don't think they're going to have any fans. So that defeats uh, some of the purpose. But still, never the fact that, uh, you know, I'm about to go out there and play against Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. So I'm excited about that.
2: Talking to Jaguars defensive end, Josh Allen. Josh, you know, uh, a couple takeaways from the the past two games has been the emergence of Devon Hamilton. I mean, I feel like the guy's causing chaos Mm -hmm. in the backfield. He's being showcased a little more. Can you talk about really just his emergence right now as a defensive tackle number one and number two? um, Is he going to change his number, and does he have to change his number? Because 52 coming from a three technique, I'm not sure how I feel about that.
3: Uh Well, He's a nose, you know what I'm saying? he It's probably make it worse because he's a nose. But, yeah. you know, he swags it out, you know what I mean? Uh, <laughs> I you know, like it. He's, he's, he's been swagging it out. You know, I got 41 and Caleb has 45 as defensive ends. So, you know, we're just a weird package. You know what I mean? We're a weird <laughs> group of number packages. Uh, but, you know, just definitely him out there just getting better week in and week out. It's uh, definitely been big for us and big for him. And uh, with Abe not being here. Uh, we depend on him a lot in the run game and in the past, and he's definitely been showing up a lot. And uh, hopefully he continues to get better and, uh, you know, continue to play at a high level.
0: Yeah, I like what he's doing so far these last couple of games. All right, last one for you, okay? Uh, you were watching some film, and, and when you see the, the playback, that give up the long touchdown uh, to Will Fuller, and the clock goes to zero. Don't worry, the NFL office doesn't listen to this show. Uh, but, I mean, does, <laughs> it, does, it, does it make you mad that they that – a play, obviously you guys aren't happy you gave up the play, but does it make you mad? I mean, fans get mad. Obviously, Doug Marone was mad, but does it just get you kind of ticked off? It's like, that play shouldn't have happened. Like, okay, here or there, some things are ticky-tack, but that was like three seconds, man, before when they snapped that ball. Did that fire up the room at all?
3: I mean, you know, it's not the first and definitely not going to be the last time that something like that has happened to our you know, season. Yeah. Uh, so uh, right now it's just like it is what it is. We can't really fight against the rest. you know what I'm saying, when we're fighting against, you know, the man in front of us. So we can control, we can control, we couldn't control that. I'm, that's how I look at it. I can't control what they see or what they call or what they don't call. So it's frustrating, you know, it's, it's really frustrating, especially giving up that play too. Uh but I wish you know, I wish I wish we can take that back. And that was one of the big plays I was talking about that mm-hmm. you know, that tends define the game. Uh that was one of the big plays and you know, if you take that back, they get a five yard, you know, back it up five yards, that can be the outcome of a game. So uh, you know, it's you know, this game is definitely a game of inches and I'm definitely learning each game and uh how to play the whole four quarters, uh, every snap. So, you know, it's teaching me a lot about it. And uh, hopefully he's doing the same thing to a lot of other players,
0: and uh, you know we still got to continue to do what we got to do. All right, man. Well, good luck against Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. Enjoy that that venue at the very least, and the trip up there to Wisconsin. Thanks for jumping in with us on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN six ninety. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me on. You bet. That's Josh Allen, Jaguars pass rusher. Uh, you do want like. I, I, I always say it. I mean, I, I say it nonstop. You guys kind of live in a different world, and Josh mm-hmm. is that. Yeah. Josh is a epi- he he's an, the epitome of that. Sometimes, like the game will end, he doesn't even know the score. Yeah. Like because yeah. he's just so locked in. I appreciate that too. I'm not I'm not calling him out for that. I appreciate just how locked in you used to get as a player. Mm-hmm. They can get and the way we watch it, but it would just frustrate the heck. Like, listen, things are going wrong already. Yeah. They're playing pretty decent. They went a lot with touchdown in the second half, and that one they kind of got screwed on.
2: No, for sure. I mean, listen, he has every right to be mad, and I'm I'm sure he is mad about it. Who wouldn't be mad? But I like his mindset, and I like his approach where, listen, you can't control the uncontrollables. And we were always told that when we're on the field, um, sometimes, you know, those zebras then go against you. There's nothing you can do about it. You live with it. You live, you live to fight another day, and just it is what it is. But obviously a big play in that game and a big momentum changer. Yeah, no doubt about we it. Have, uh, we have to find out a, a package though. Well, let's a, a come a up package with a name. name. Well, see, from my understanding, they called the psycho package back then because it was confusing, right? So it's like your are psycho,
0: like yeah, you know what to do. So we got to some kind of yeah. psycho package is good. Yeah, yeah especially good. A defensive lineman. It kind of fits the bill. Hey, who you telling, man? No doubt fits the bill. Yeah. We'll yeah I mean, all the you know, guys I shared a locker room with. Yeah, I'd say so. I'm sure in the studio. <laughs> we'll be back on Action Sports X on ESPN six ninety. Six three. License number, Florida, CQ one zero five seven seven eight eight.
1: Minimum fee may
0: apply. Rex Foley
1: supports the principles of the Fair Housing Act and Equal Opportunity Act.
0: It is the home of the Action Sports Jacks Dream 18. And make it your home course as well. The Golf Club at Southampton in North St. John's County, located off County Road 210. It's family-owned and operated. Southampton is a fun, fun course to play. And the Golf Club at Southampton offers club membership programs starting at just $79. With its elite practice facilities and player-friendly golf course design, it'll be your gateway to a great time with the family or with your buddies. For information on the membership programs, call the Golf Club at Southampton, nine zero four. Four two eight seven play again. It's nine zero four two eight seven P L A Y. No matter what you are driving, you can step up to luxury now at any of the Fields Auto Group dealerships in Jacksonville. Cadillac, Jaguar, Land Rover, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, and Porsche. Yes, it's luxury for less at all Fields Auto Group locations in Jacksonville. Plus, you'll also be part of their exclusive Fields amenities program, where you will get complimentary loaners, car washes, and cafes. So whatever you're driving, see Fields first and step up to luxury for less during this amazing opportunity. Visit FieldsAuto.com. Advance is helping you get your engine ready for the road this holiday season with the right oil, the right filter, at the right price every day. Get 5 quarts of full synthetic Mobile One, Valvoline, Castrol Edge, or Pennzoil Platinum with the Mobile One oil filter for just $33.99. Plus, this holiday season, get a $25 NBA store gift card and 2x Speed Perch points instantly with the purchase of 5 quarts of Mobile One. Advance your auto
1: at Advance Auto Parts and participate in CarQuest locations. See store for details.
2: Hey what's up everybody it's Austin Lane from Action Sports Jackson ESPN 690 Social distancing doesn't mean disconnecting If you're working from home keep tabs on the world of sports and Action Sports Jacks on your smart speaker tell your Amazon Echo or Google Home play ESPN 690 Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Austin, land of Action Sports Jax on ESPN 690. If you didn't catch today's episode, I'm not mad at you, not even disappointed,
0: but check out what you missed. What's like the concept?
1: It's like mini games that you kind of compete, Battle
0: Royale style, but it's mini-games, and you just try to, you know, be the last one standing essentially. Let me try this again. So, what is the concept?
2: <laughs> It'll be <laughs> <Come> on, <laughs> English. English. <laughs> check out our podcast on all platforms. Just search ESPN 690, subscribe to our podcast. Thanks
0: hey welcome back everybody good to have josh allen on yeah
2: i can't find a name yet. i'm looking up synonyms oh, listen, we're confused right now I, you know how i operate the the perturbed package
0: the perplexed package? That'd be Jags fan. <laughs> I'm trying. Hey, at least I'm making an effort.
2: You're drinking water over there. You're that CGNC water. CGC water. I said what I said. CGC water. I, sa- I said what I said. Sorry. Sorry,
0: CGC. Good friends at Connecticut. Yeah water the action sports jackson oh i happen to have me. one
2: i didn't see i have one in front of me too just for the heck of it is this for the camera
0: that's really for the camera that it's being hidden can i drink okay can i drink that one or not yeah it's good okay well i mean i don't i okay. mean you can't well, i don't know if i'm gonna ruin the shot gotcha well yeah i mean that I, I don't think when people see it in the shot they probably don't care if it's full or not okay well hey that's it. called product placement hey
2: it's all good over here then
0: <laughs> Yeah, what you should do is put a wrapper around that thing, at least with the show title like ESPN. Now we're talking. See that? Well,
2: what we should do is really just market it to, like, my water thing. I drink it nonstop, right? So that way we can get some endorsement deals on here. I mean, people probably see it 15 times a show. Yeah, at at least. Yeah. You're always drinking that thing. Yeah, stay hydrated, Brent. It's the humidity. Uh, We got the uh, Mm. quarterback report card Mm coming out. Yeah, not right now, obviously. Not enough time. Not enough time. To, not enough time to get into it. Uh, Eighty seconds. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get a little teaser going here. Let's remember. Let's, let's break down. Like, well, Alright, Brent. So how does this work again? Either it's going to be a check
0: mark, um, or it's going to be a minus, a dash.
2: Have we ever had a guy get in between?
0: Uh one time like a couple weeks ago, I think it was Drew Locke had that game winning drive. Yeah. But Fitz joined us and didn't said Drew Locke's not the real deal. Yeah. So he gave him the X, but I had given him the check for the game winning drive. As did I too. But he didn't know how the game worked exactly. Sure. So we kind of that we bridged it.
2: And then now more, more criteria real quick. You can
0: get a check mark if you lose a game, right? Can you get a check mark? Can you get a check mark if you lose a game? Well, you have held that against other people. in sometimes, the past. Sometimes sometimes. Sometimes. A la Daniel Jones. Well,
2: yeah, Well, come on. He, he memed himself.
0: Yes. <laughs> that had nothing to do with wins or well
2: losses. himself. <laughs> how, how, how much trending were you doing? A lot of trending for all the wrong reasons.
0: Had nothing to do with the wins or loss. Had to do with the trend. The crazy part about our second year quarterback report card. Yeah. Is we're almost out of quarter. They, they don't play anymore, other than Kyler Murray. <laughs> They've all memed themselves. It's like Willie Wonka's Socket factory, man. They're falling by the wayside. I mean, Drew Locke is back. Yeah. But thank goodness. Yep. Thank goodness Drew Locke is back. Thank sure. Daniel Jones is still playing. He hasn't missed a game, actually, knock on wood. hmm. Still got a chance to resurrect his career. Yep. Get a couple more wins. Make the Jags safe from that two spot. Don't want the Giants messing that up. All right, we'll do that when we come. Yes, back. a full twenty-five minute breakdown. Also, Tiger Woods talk today at the Masters, and a little Tiger Tracker tribute. Say that three times fast. I'm I want to know. See, I'll explain to you one more time what the Tiger Tracker is, and I want to know who you wish would be tracked. <laughs> <laughs> Like, every move they make. And sure. I've, I've got kind of a fun one in the NFL that I think actually could work. The problem is everybody sees, like, every play in the NFL, it feels like, yeah. because of the Red Zone channel or because of DirecTV. Mm-hmm. And it's so watch. The thing that made the Tiger Tracker cool is – Like Tiger could play eight holes that aren't even televised. Yeah. So then, if you don't know what's going on, that Tiger tracker kept you informed. Yeah. But I got an idea. It's it's kind of like being house arrest. You wear the ankle bracelet. (laughs) Just a little bit. Yeah. Exactly what it is. (laughs) Uh, Report cards out. Five o'clock. One more hour to go here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690.